0: To Totalus Rankium. This week, Marcian. Hello and welcome to Roman Emperor's Totalus Rankium. I am Jamie.
1: And I'm Rob, ranking all of the emperors from Augustus to Augustulus. And we're now on episode 76. Ooh, Marcian. Marcian. He's, he's not an emperor I've heard much about. But he's, to be fair, a, a lot of the last ones have he, He's not an emperor many people have heard much about. Okay. Including the primary sources, apparently. Oh. And the secondary sources. Oh, dear. And modern historians. Is mm. he more of a footnoty kind of emperor? Well, it's really weird. And there I am, reading all my books and reading all the sources I can get my hands on. And I think everyone got very excited about Attila. Mm. And then Attila dies... And then everyone goes, oh, and then stuff happened for a bit. And then Leo comes along, who, spoiler, is the next emperor. And no one's got anything to say about Marcia at all. But I've managed to piece some bits together. Okay. So here we go. (laughs) But before we start, let's just uh, address the fact that this is the last episode that we are doing in season one, where we're in the east. Oh. Yes, we are going to leave. Have a moment's silence for a moment. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> We're going to be leaving Constantinople and the rulers of Constantinople after Marcion. Okay. But why? Die. Because yeah. cool. we could ruin the next series. <laughs> what well, sort of. Marcion's regarded as the last of the Theodosian dynasty. Ah, okay. And then next emperor is Leo, who starts his own dynasty. So I just kind of figure it's a neat place to to bookend it. Yeah. Now Leo does reign for pretty much the same amount of time as the next nine emperors in the West. (laughs) Which I'm guessing is not very long. (laughs) Yeah. And he does die before the fall of the West. So you could argue we really should have Leo in season one. But then you're kind of chopping a dynasty up and it gets a bit messy. Okay. Plus, he's also known as Leo the Butcher. Oh. And Leo the Great, or Leo the Great Butcher. Like it. Yeah, so hopefully he's going to be a good one to start with. Yes. Yeah, so great. we'll leave Leo until next season. So to sum up, we're leaving the East after today. Okey-doke. Now, if you remember, Theodosius II died after his ridiculously long reign. <laughs> now, if you remember, he fell off his horse and he died. He did, yeah. Yes. Now, this leaves the East without an emperor and also without an obvious heir. Because Theodosius lasting so long meant that only people over the age of 60 will even have the vaguest idea of what life under someone other than Theodosius was like. I'm guessing life expectancy was pretty low? Yeah, so it was only really the old fogies that could remember anyone but Theodosius too. So as you can imagine, a bit of a constitutional crisis
0: here. Like when our queen finally dies? Well, no, because we know who
1: the successor is. Yeah, but it'd be be weird, I mean... Oh, yeah, no, I I know what you mean, because no one can remember life before Queenie. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, no, I do understand, you know, that's fine. Right, so, they need to find a new emperor. I didn't mention Marcion last week at all. No. No. So let's find out how he becomes emperor. Warning, though, as I say, not much in the way of sources. Okay. So. (laughs) He
0: became emperor.
1: (laughs) Early life, he was born... Excellent. In either Illyrian or Thrace, we don't know. It was up near the Danube area in 392, just at the end of Theodosius I's rule. Wow. So going back to then. It's quite old. Yeah. Yeah. He was not born to a rich family, we think. <laughs> One source claims that he left his rural life with only 200 gold coins that he'd borrowed from a friend and went off to Constantinople to seek his fortune. That must be a really good friend. I know. Wow. I read that as a story about a poor boy going off to seek his fortune, but then we read it and realised it said 200 gold coins. What a fortune. This isn't Oliver Twist.
0: No. (laughs) No, this is... I mean, that strikes me as someone that's probably quite well off if he's knows people that are well off yeah i don't
1: think he's he's not poor maybe his family have fallen on hard times but still has connections maybe that would make sense he also needs to be careful if he's got a stick with all his belongings in the handkerchief tied to it over his shoulder yeah that handkerchief is going to have 200 gold coins in so he's going to be jangling a lot He's gonna be mugged as soon as he goes through the gates oh, yeah. of Constantinople. Yeah. He's gotta be careful. Mm. Oh yeah, and it's you need. To choose a hefty material, to just like rip its way yeah. through. Chink, chink, chink. Could you imagine if Oliver Twist turned up with two of, them of gold coins and bumped into Fagin? Oh my goodness. Yeah. Wonder how that would have turned out. Probably not well. Not,
0: it would be would be so many songs. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine. I don't know. Maybe just <laughs> not Oliver Twist face down in a canal. <laughs> Whilst well, the song Money by Peter plays. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes You know what I'd pra- on them. <laughs> <laughs> Just the entirety of Dark Side of the Moon. You know, I I'm, I'm oh. liking the idea of this film. <laughs> oh, black and white. Yeah. So that almost happened to Marcion, but, uh, but he, he escaped that fate. His <laughs> servants carry the coins. <laughs> yes. I'm a poor boy seeking <laughs> my fortune. Who's that behind you? Well, that's that's my retinue. <laughs> Those two of my house servants are not my chef and <laughs> my shoe polisher. I, I left my third maid behind. <laughs> <laughs> Had to make sacrifices somewhere. Yes. So anyway, that may have happened. We do know that he joined the military at some point, and you never guess what he did. Did he rise through the ranks? Oh, yes, he did. Oh, yeah. Yes. His father was a soldier, possibly high up enough to give his son a boost. Maybe a centurion or something. Now, we know Marcian served around the area of Thrace, and he made his way up to military tribune, which is very impressive. Well, he could probably pay his way with all the gold coins he had. Yes. Falling out of his pockets. <laughs> That's true. I'm a poor lad. <laughs> I'd like to have a go at military tribuning. I'm mall. down to the last 180 solid gold coins. <laughs> what could I do? <laughs> Yeah. So those gold coins and his daring go em attitude inspired the people in the army, and then he was soon promoted. He's doing all right for himself. <laughs> no, that's all right. And then at he the age, got Yeah. <laughs> and then at the age of around thirty, his unit was called to go and fight the Persians. Oh, I remember that. Now, this fighting is the fighting that took place during Theodosius II's reign. Right. That I completely skipped over. Do you remember me saying, oh, he also fought the Persians for a bit, but I skipped it because this episode's far too long? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's that. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. So this is the perfect opportunity to have a brief look at what happened there.
0: Nice.
1: And hopefully nothing will happen that makes us change our opinion of Theodosius. Otherwise, we'll have to go back and change his score. So it's been a while since we've seen some fighting with the Persians, hasn't it? It is. It, yeah, yeah, it has. Yeah. If you remember, Julian lost against them. He yeah, hated. Terribly. Oh, he's terrible. Yes. <laughs> And ever since Julian's defeat, things have been relatively quiet. Yeah. Yeah. If you remember, Valens had a bit of a skirmish with them. Yeah. That's the whole episode with Pap, son of the sock puppet. Yes. Yeah, there was a bit bit of intrigue, a bit of fighting in Armenia there. But generally, um, things not too bad. Valens was planning to invade... But that was when the Goths turned up, saying, help, 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 the Huns are coming and they're really scary. And they were like, oh, don't care about the Huns. <laughs> <laughs> who are they? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and then that, bows. all of that led to Adrianople, yeah. and then, then the Huns came along. So there just hasn't been time for Persians. Yeah. However, during the time of Theodosius two tensions flare up again. Some Christians, who live on the border of both the empires, had attacked some Zoroastrian temples. So what? I've never heard of Zoroastrians. Um, it's it's a it's the only world religion that has collapsed. Wow. It's It was considered a world religion. It was just okay. as big as Christianity back in its day. Wow! Yeah, it's so uh, the main religion of the Persian Empire. They worship. I don't know much about it. I know it's fire gods. They worship fire. You do still get some Zoroastrians, and they have flames in their temples.
0: Nice. Yeah. Ooh. Well, living in a desert, I guess
1: it. Yeah. Sense. Well. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so, I didn't think to do much research on it. I'll try. I'll find out more. I will. But yeah. It's your job. I <laughs> no, Failed you, Jamie. <laughs> so anyway, the Christians probably thinking much the same as you. As what's all this Zoroastrianism? What's all this? Uh, Heathen. Yeah, so they they attacked some of the Persian temples, essentially. Okay. Now, the Persian king of kings at this time is a man called Yazdegerd. Yazdegerd, that's, that's a great, great name. It is a good name. He decided that he'd had enough of these Christians attacking their temples, so he's going to sit down and have a rational conversation and see if he can uh, just get everyone to stop. That's quite... No, he didn't. Okay. I am joking. Oh. He decided to persecute the Christians. Yay! <laughs> yes. Yeah. All the Christians in his empire then suffered a lot. Which came as a bit of a shock, because actually he was quite pro-Christian for most of his reign. And then right towards the end, he decided he'd had enough. But then Yazdegerd dies. Ah. And there's a brief scuffle between his family, but eventually Baram V comes out on top. Baram V. Yes. And in fact, briefly here, just because it's interesting, hasn't got much to do with our main story, but this little civil war ended in a brilliant way because Bahram challenged his cousin, who he was fighting, to a single competition rather than go to war. Fair enough. Yeah. What they did is they placed the royal attire in between two lions. And (laughs) Bahram said to his cousin, whoever gets the royal clothing gets to be king. That's a brilliant idea. Yes, it is. They should have to need Prime Minister of the UK. Oh, they definitely <laughs> should. Let's <laughs> put a hat
0: in the middle yeah. of the safari. Prime Minister's Park. Hat. Yeah. Ceremonial hat.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Whoever wants it the most, they get it. Off you go. <laughs> His cousin apparently declined to join in. So then Bahram himself sauntered, sauntered? Probably not sauntered. Strode forth. <laughs> oh, yeah. Fought the lions claimed the garments, and he became king of kings. Well, at that point, you could just say, right, remove the lions, (laughs) given up. (laughs) Maybe he did, but this version's better, so there you go. So Baram V, the lion fighter, is in charge over there. (laughs) Now, he goes on to be considered as one of the better Sasanid Persian kings. He was enlightened, intelligent, and just. But he did have this persecution going on, and he didn't like to leave things half-finished, so he thought, well, I'll just... I'll just finish off wiping out the Christians in my <laughs> empire. Then it's neat. Yeah. Yeah. Don't leave any Yeah, and then I'll do all these nice things. Yeah. <laughs> then I'll yeah. sort the of taxes out. Yeah. Mainly, he didn't want to look weak, because he thought if he'd stop the persecutions, it looks like he was just doing Rome's bidding, and the Persian kings could not be seen yeah. as doing what Rome told them <laughs> yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. So things had gone on a bit too far. Now, by this time, many of the Christians living in the Persian Empire had fled to Constantinople. Theodosius and his sister, Pulchera, were sympathetic to these refugees. So when envoys from Persia arrived, asking for the return of some of the refugees who happened to be quite powerful back at home, Theodosius was not inclined to agree. Hmm. Soon, war was on the horizon. Theodosius placed Ardaburus in charge of the armies. Now, we've come across Aldebarus before, because later in life, he would lead, with his son, the armies to go and fight for Valentinian to get the throne for him. Yes. Yes, he was the father-son duo. He's the one who was captured... Yes. And then managed to turn the court of John around. Yeah. Yeah, in last week's episode. I it. yeah. So yes, Ardaburus and his son Aspar, but Aspar's not in this fight as far as I can tell. Maybe he's a bit too young at this time. So, Ardaburus starts well. He wins a couple of battles and then he pushes into te- Persian territory. The Persians, meanwhile, siege a Roman city. Things just go back and forth for a short while. No one's really winning. Lots of people are dying. Oh, that's never a good sign. Never a good sign. <laughs> However, things soon changed because Theodosius is worried about spreading his army too thin. There are a lot of barbarians in the north. Mm. They're looking quite scary at the moment. He doesn't want to use up too many of the soldiers, so he calls Ardeborus back. A peace treaty was then drawn up. After a lot of wrangling, it was decided that all land would revert back to how it was at the start of the war. So we don't know how many died in this war, but it was completely pointless. They might as well just not have had it. But was the war pointless? Yes. Because this is Marcion's chance to earn some points. Ooh. Okay. Countless people dying senseless deaths, <laughs> but one person could earn some points in a podcast. So maybe it was worth it. Yeah. Let's find out. <laughs> Let's find out what Marcion did during this war. Because remember, he's in Thrace. His units called up. Yeah, they pack up their things. They head off. They pass Constantinople through modern Turkey, heading for the eastern frontier. On their way, they stop in Lycia, and this is where Marcion becomes ill. So ill short he could not move. Ooh, he's not emperor yet. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's not going to die just yet. His units are forced to go on without him. they're go on without me. Leave me behind. <laughs> We're not even in the war zone yet. That's not brave. No. just go <laughs> <laughs> I'll go back to Rome <laughs> <laughs> yeah so Marcion has to spend quite some time in Lycia recovering eventually when he was strong enough to rejoin his men the war was over <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting shades, August okay? <laughs> damn
0: <laughs> damn you all <what> the hell <laughs> I could have been there.
1: However, perhaps this was a blessing. We don't know the details, but soon after this, he becomes the personal assistant to Aspar. okay. So Aspar, son of Ardaburus. This means he's now rubbing shoulders with the high-ups. Yeah. And as the personal assistant, he wasn't really high-up himself. Ah, he's just a PA, aren't you? Yeah, but... Fetch me tea! But he, he's, he's there with the bigwigs. Yeah, he's he's yeah. known. Yeah, not not bad for young cockney lad. He's done all right for himself. Yeah, he's he's worked his well work from rags to... Nothing but rags and two of them with gold coins.
0: <laughs> Army of serpents behind him.
1: Yeah. A couple of years later, Theodosius sends Ardaburus and Aspar to take the throne off John for Valentinian III. We mm-hmm. have no idea if Marcion is with Aspar by this point. He might have been.
0: I like to think he had another sudden bout of illness at this point.
1: Yeah, maybe
0: he did. Kidney stones. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, Remember that um episode of Deadwood? Little sway engine gets uh <laughs> blood stones. Ooh.
1: Yeah, it was like that. Ooh. Yeah. So we're deciding he wasn't there. Yeah. What we do know is that several years later the Vandals, led by their king, King Casseric, invaded Africa. Ah. Yes. And you remember Bonyface was overrun. Yeah. And then Aetius asked Theodosius for help. Yeah. <laughs> and Aspar is sent over. Off you go. And Marcion goes with him. So he actually goes into the war this time. Fighting was fierce, like I mentioned last week, especially when Boneyface said he was going back to Italy to fight civil war. Yes. Now, we know that Aspar won in the end, but it's not very clear cut. One day, fighting in Libya, Marcion and his men were captured by the vandals I've got this image of
0: like them walking across I don't know walking through an area maybe slightly stony and there's like a, a, a bit of rope in a circle with a rope leading off to a bush and in the middle it's like a sandwich does it
1: catch uh, the whole unit in one go <laughs> yes there's 80 of them dangling <laughs> upside down by their ankles yeah <laughs> yeah okay it's like Return of the Jedi on uh, Endor yeah. <laughs> That's how they were caught. They were gathered up and they were taken to the king himself. Realising they'd captured some high-up officials... According to the story, and I quote here, Gesseric commanded that the captives be brought into the king's courtyard in order that it might be possible for him, by looking at them, to know what master each of them might serve without degradation. So the idea is Gesseric would come along and just choose who of these would go to his lords to be slaves. He's got smooth hands, he'd make a good masseuse, that kind of thing. Yeah, he's got a twirly moustache, send him to the kitchens. (laughs) Yeah. He's wearing a chef's outfit, put in the army. Yeah. <laughs> that right. Yeah. Now, it, apparently it was a really hot day, unsurprisingly. It's in North Africa. <laughs> and the captives did not have any shade. Most of them sat down and struggled in the blazing seat. However, Marcion, exhausted, fell asleep. Dangerous in the blazing sun. Mm. And apparently it was then that an eagle flew past. <sighs> Yeah, we're relying on this kind of thing. (laughs) And the eagle glided in the air, staying perfectly in one place hovering above Marcium, providing shade for him. Which is quite impressive. (laughs) You don't seem impressed.
0: No, I'm not impressed at all. No.
1: If it was near a tree,
0: but then he'd have shade, so... No. no, no, that's rubbish. It's absolutely... Why would anyone believe that? Even back then. Even just as an excuse to make him emperor. Think of a better excuse. Oh, actually, we found he's actually related to Augustus. if you go back far enough. And his great, 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 grandfather was Julius Caesar. That's why he should be emperor. Not an eagle shaded him by floating in the air. Maybe it was a stuffed eagle
1: on a stick. That would make more sense. <laughs> Maybe they were just using them as umbrellas. <laughs> I still not sign of membership, though. <laughs> OK, I, I feel your frustration here. But it's, it's not over. It's not over. I'm not... Oh, what
0: happened now? <laughs> a snake slithered from a rock and slit its own throat to drink its blood so it didn't...
1: Not quite. De- I, I thought de- you'd it. be pleased the omens were back. We've not had omens for a while. That's true, but... I, I've, I've, I've matured. <laughs> Have you? I don't find there was... Stories of students no longer... No, because no. that,
0: that's not a stupid story. That's just stupidity.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, I'm going to carry on. Okay. Maybe the story improves. Right. Gesseric comes out and sees that this eagle is shading Marcion. And laughed and went, what the hell's going on? <laughs> who put that eagle on a stick? <laughs> no. He, what he does is he asks who Marcion is, probably after kicking him awake. Marcion replied that he was Aspar's domesticus, as in personal assistance. Yeah his chief advisor, maybe is a better way of putting it. Gesseric thought about what he'd seen over and decided that this could only mean one thing. And you're absolutely right. It means that one day he would rule the empire. I'm going to quote now. Okay. He therefore by no means deemed it right to kill him, reasoning that if he should remove him from the world, it would only be very clear that the thing which the bird had done was for nothing. For he would not honour with his shadow a king who was about to die straight away. So obviously, obviously he's going to be king. Ah, but this way Gesseric's uh, a bit clever. Because he said to Marcion, he will release him straight away as long as Marcion swears an oath never to raise armies against the Vandals when he rules the Empire. Apparently, Marcion's more than happy to make this agreement with well, their enemies with that they're making there at war <laughs> <laughs> What, you, you're going to let me go? Because... You saw an eagle when I was napping. Yeah, all right, whatever. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> when I'm emperor, you say you. You know what? When I'm emperor, I promise I won't fight you. And I'll pay you two thousand pounds of gold <laughs> a, a month, uh, yeah. a day, a day. Yeah, whatever. Just just show me the door. Yeah. <laughs> so Marcion is released. Right. Obviously, no. This is not true. Yeah, no, it's not true. No. So, um, it was written at a later date to explain why Marcion does nothing. To help the West when he's the Emperor, as we'll find out.
0: Well, we we don't need to anymore. So, well, there are people.
1: Yeah, but I mean, some people might have raised the question: Why didn't you help stop the Vandals invading Italy? And uh, it's because he swore an oath. It's because he is a a honest man, not because he's a coward. <laughs> 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 so yeah. yeah. So yeah. this is propaganda from later. But it's a fun story, even though it infuriated you, so I included it. <laughs> yes. But who knows? Maybe it's based on truth. Maybe he was caught at one point and ransomed back.
0: Like, you can but, imagine that. Yeah. Being for
1: a ri- I mean, poor family. Yeah, poor, poor family. <laughs> <laughs> We're down to
0: our last 10,000
1: gold coins.
0: How can we pay for him?
1: It's probably in the prison, talking to the other prisoners who genuinely were from poor families. (laughs) This is nothing. When I was a (laughs) lad. I went a month, an entire month, without silk underwear.
0: (laughs) It was hell. (laughs) All the chafing on the Hessian. (laughs) Oh, blisters. It's like bubble wrap is he?
1: Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just wet yourself? No, just the blisters popping. So anyway, he heads back home. Whether he really was captured or the war just ends, we are fairly certain he was definitely over there. Though.
0: Maybe that's his story why he didn't fight.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, I was, I was captured. Yeah, he just turns <laughs> off. Right at the end, as they're all getting on the ships on the way back. Home. Where, where have you been? You're meant to be my personal assistant.
0: Oh, yeah, they, they caught me. But they released me and said I'll be Emperor. <laughs>
1: Is that alright? Anyone buying this? <laughs> yeah. Oh, they are, thank God. So, we hear nothing again from him for 20 years. Wow. Yes. And let's face it, the last thing we heard was made up after the fact. So, <laughs> yeah, we really don't have much on him. Um, So we don't really know what he did. Presumably he was involved in the fighting against Attila because he was with Asper and he was high up in the army. So he must have been involved somehow. We just don't have a record of him. At some point he has a daughter, so presumably he got married at some point as well. Then in 450, Theodosius dies and everyone looks at each other as if to say, what now? And remember, Theodosius only had one child, and that's the daughter who was now married to Valentinian III in the West. Yes. So can't use her for anything. Now by this time, Aspar's power had risen considerably. He had been consul and was now one of Theodosius II's most trusted advisers. Mm. Also still on the scene is Pulcheria, yes. Theodosius' <laughs> sister. Yeah. Yeah. So together they hatch a plan. <gasps> Pulcheria would marry Aspar's most trusted advisor. Okay. Marcian. Marcian would then become the emperor, and Asper and Porcheria could carry on with their lives just as before. But isn't he married to somebody else? Because that's a daughter. Yes. So at some point he would have got divorced. Maybe. Oh. Maybe she dies. Maybe he divorces her when he realizes if he divorces his wife and marries Porcheria he would be the emperor. Fair enough. Who knows? But yeah, because he definitely does it. And this means Asper can still be the significant power behind the throne. Pulcheria would go from being the emperor's sister to the emperor's wife, so she gets to keep all that power. Everyone's happy. Everyone's a winner. And it works perfectly. With the support from the Theodosian family themselves, east and west, and from the army through Asper, the Senate are more than happy for Marcian to take the purple, despite his humble, humble beginnings. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So he was put in charge for convenience. Yes. Okay. Yeah, we're in the age where being the power behind the throne is definitely what everyone wants to yeah. be. So he is a puppet emperor, but you get the sense he's much much less of a puppet than people have been recently. Marcian is respected by Aspar as a good number two, so he yeah. continued to be Aspar's number two by being the emperor to him, being the most powerful general. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, around this time, Marcion marries his daughter off to a young senator from the west. This is a man named Anthemius. That
0: name rings bell?
1: Yes, because this is the grandson of the Anthemius who built the Theodosian walls. Oh, yeah. Yes. You might want to uh, just make a note of his name there. Box around it? Mm, possibly. Don't want to give too much away, but this Anthemius definitely comes back. So, Marcion then settles down to do a good old fashioned bit of ruling. The first thing he did was stop the payments to the Hunts, saying that he had iron for Attila, not gold. That's not something you say to Attila. It's really not. Remember, Attila's still alive and currently in Italy, burning everything to the ground. Mm. Yes. And Marcion says, no, no more. We are not paying them. (laughs)
0: Build walls, build walls
1: now. (laughs) (laughs) Now, this goes down hugely well in the Senate, who are... After all, having to pay for the pavements, yeah, yeah, and it's embarrassing one thing else as well. Yes, right? it's it's embarrassing. It's it's just not doing anyone any good. With the Roman payments. Empire,
0: we fighting this one little
1: barbarian. Yeah. Now there were some people who were slightly worried by this, who maybe tapped him on the shoulder and went, "You do realise nothing's changed? We are no stronger than we were before. When Attila gets back, he's going to be mad. <laughs> <laughs> he's not going to be happy. Look at the size of his bows." Yeah. Now, Attila is still the same Attila who has been destroying them for an entire decade. (laughs) Just because he's out west at the moment does not mean he won't be back. But for now, lots of people love the tough talk that Marcion's giving. Propaganda. Yeah. (laughs) And Marcion moved on to something else. Religion. Because there were problems. Some fool, get this, (laughs) had stopped everyone. I'd like to think halfway through a meeting about... Excellent. About the church. Yeah. A church meeting. Nice. And uh, maybe halfway through Crumpets, he stops, he looks up and says, So, if God and Jesus are the same, Mm -hmm. did Mary give birth to Jesus? Or did she give birth to Jesus and God? And the whole room just goes silent. Oh. And one person rugby tackles him from the side <laughs> saying, Don't do it, don't do it. No. But it's too late. Oh. The cat is out the bag. We have got religious factions again. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> under Marcion, the fourth ecumenical council was called. <gasps> Santa! Yes. Now we covered the first one under Constantine. That's where Arianism was banned. That's where Father Christmas punch someone in the face. Easter Bunny, wasn't it? <laughs> no, I don't think it was. Was it? Oh, who was it, actually? It wasn't um, it was was Athanasius, was it? No. No. Was the Easter Bunny it? was in there somewhere. Oh, the Easter Bunny was there looking annoyed, but yeah. yeah. Anyway, he <laughs> punched someone. Yeah. Now, we brush past the second ecumenical, ecumenical meeting. Uh, it was during Theodosius and Ambrose's time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It was linked to Catholicism being used by Theodosius as a way to describe the followers of Christianity. The third meeting we didn't mention at all. It was an argument that had arisen that threatened the unity of the church, and this is the part I just mentioned. Was Mary the birth giver of Christ, the birth giver of God, both or neither? Now, it was actually a man named Nestorius who first claimed that Mary should be known as the Christ-bearer, but not the God-Bearer. Ooh. I think that was the meeting where they were having crumpets and someone rugby-tackled him.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> d- d- shut up! Not again!
1: <laughs> Obviously, this could not stand. No. So a meeting takes place. Hundreds of bishops take part. Nestorius loses. That is the very simple version of this. <laughs> very much a rabbit hole I started to go down before I okay. realised we don't need to know all this. <laughs> So that was the third meeting. Now, a lot of background of this actually is politics rather than the semantics. Oh, yeah, of Major cities of Christianity, such as such as Antioch and Alexandria, had fallen out. Yeah, They didn't see eye to eye at all. Alexandria was accusing Antioch of being Nestorian. <gasps> and Antioch accused Alexandria of other things that weren't good that we're not going to go into. <laughs> but generally, you're not following Christianity properly. At this point, the Pope steps in, and in the end, after some political wrangling, it's decided the only way to sort this out is by calling a fourth meeting. And this is the one Martian calls. Thanks. <laughs> so, it was decided in this meeting, and again, this is hugely simplified, that certain people would get certain jobs if Nestorianism was killed off once and for all. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> what could we do to make this just go away? <laughs> I, have, I have my eye on a bishopric. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so... He uh... wanted to wear a really tall hat
0: <laughs> and speak every Sunday to lots of people.
1: Yeah, so lots of political intrigue happening. Pope Leo was invited to this meeting, uh, but he had to politely decline, stating that he was too busy cowering in fear from Attila at the moment. <laughs> that oh, we... he sent the letter, didn't he? Yes, he, he's the one who had to go and talk to Attila. Ooh. He was too busy doing that, so he couldn't come and take part. <laughs> But he did realise that this was important. So he said, Go on, have the meeting without me, and he sent letters to explain his thoughts on all the disputes that were facing the church at the yeah. time. So his, his thoughts would be known. Unfortunately, this letter, known as Leo's Tomb, was uh, not the most carefully worded document. Kind of at Apparently, Leo had other things on his mind <laughs> at the time. <laughs> I'm here under my table. <laughs> <laughs> Just like to say in regards to point 3b that I really do agree with oh my god Attila's coming ah! <laughs> and just the into bloodstain yeah <laughs> excellent it's a bit like that scene where they are in Lord of the Rings where they find that big book oh yes <laughs> we cannot oh. get out we yeah. cannot get out yeah it was the just like that they are here <laughs> And the bishops walked into the meeting and put the tome down, it had, had an axe in it. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Bits burnt round the edges. See, <laughs> so, yeah. Skeletal hand. Still <laughs> <laughs> so, clasping to the spine. <laughs> Yeah, so they search through the tome, they get a sense of what Leo's trying to say, and it's just not very clear. And in an argument that it, let's face it, is essentially semantics. It's kind of a big deal if you're not being clear in your wording. So a huge (laughs) amount of time in this meeting is spent debating what Leo's trying to say. (laughs) Eventually most people agree with what it was agreed Leo was trying to say, but there are some who don't. Leo had made some compromises that pleased the Nestorian Antiochians. Do you call them Antiochians? People from Antioch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This, this, Antochians. Antiochians, maybe, yes. But this displeases the hardline Alexandrians. Now, Marcian supported Leo in this, hoping that that would please the West. Valentinian is not too happy about this non-Theodosian on the throne. Hmm. I mean, yes, he's married to a Theodosian, but he's not really part of the family. So this is a Marcion trying to get in with Valentinian by saying, yes, I agree with the Pope of Rome. Mm. This may have worked, we simply don't know. There's no records, one way or the other if this gains any traction with Valentinian at all. Mm. But we do know that a schism appears. Many Mm. in Alexandria split from the church at this point. So you then get tensions in Alexandria. Mostly, however, the cracks were papered over and the church is more unified by the end of these meetings than they were at the start. That's so ultimately, positive. yeah, it was it was a success. The Nestorian movement was dead. The lead bishop of Constantinople was also given more power at this point, which, as we'll see in the future, will have an impact. Mm-hmm. Marcion breathes a sigh of relief. Apparently he was getting quite impatient about how long all these meetings were going on. <laughs> Yes. It's been going on for at least 20 minutes now. (laughs) God, can we not just get this sorted? (laughs) Come on, guys. Shake hands. Isn't it obvious? If Jesus is God, then... No, hang on. If he is... Oh, it's quite complex, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) This is more complex than I thought it was going to be. (laughs) No one knew how (laughs) complex theology is. (laughs) Yeah, that's what he said. The reason why he wanted these meetings to end is because he had other things on his mind. Tiller's axe. (laughs) Attila's axe <laughs> Because although he was making tough noises Regarding to Attila And so far it was working Everyone was very impressed And everyone was very impressed that they weren't paying the Huns anymore And the Huns had done nothing in retaliation This no. was really good But everyone knew deep down but it was because the Huns were on a raiding party in Italy they were getting away with this. Yeah. It was only a matter of time before Attila came knocking on that door. And when he did, he would not be happy.
0: Oh questions
1: God. would be asked. And they would not be nice questions. No. It might only be a question, more of a statement. <laughs> yes. Maybe. Maybe not even a statement. Maybe more an action. <laughs> There is some suggestion that Marcion decided that with Attila busy, now was the time to attack and sends forces to invade the Hunnic lands.
0: <laughs>
1: now, if this is true and this is debatable, then perhaps this is one reason why Attila pulls out of Italy, because he's got to get back, because his homeland's being invaded. And if it is, I think that that's a, a tick in Marcion's box there. But it is debatable whether that happens. What we do know is it's still not looking good because when Attila gets back, he's in deep doo-doo. Mm. Because let's face it, if Marcion did attack, it wasn't decisive, and all he's done now is really anger Attila. It's like, it's like throwing stones at a wasp's nest, isn't it, really? Yeah. It's essentially. <laughs> so I imagine when Marcion hears the news that Attila had died whilst drunk one night, <laughs> there was a huge party to celebrate. <laughs> oh, he'd be hanging the next morning, that's for sure. <laughs> Yeah, I can only imagine the relief. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank God. Yes. Marcion had talked tough, and he'd gotten away with it. Uh, who knows? We just don't have the sources. Maybe he was talking tough because he planned to act tough, but I can't help but feel he would have failed. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> the Hunnic Empire, which was being kept intact by the personality of Attila alone, falls apart overnight. It just splinters. Mm. Just like that, the Huns are no longer the problem they used to be. Marcian immediately sends out envoys and allies himself with the many tribes that have been forced to fight under Attila, mainly the Ostrogoths. Oh, they sound like like mega-Goths, kind of like... (laughs) (laughs) Well, I've not really mentioned this before because there's not been much need, but there are actually two groups of Goths, the Visigoths and the Ostrogoths. I've heard of Visigoths. Not only have you heard of Visigoths, we've been talking about them for ages. Uh. I just haven't been calling them the Visigoths. I've just been calling them the Goths, because the Ostrogoths haven't been in our story. They have a cooler name. They do have a cooler name. So, quick, simple version to explain this. If you remember, when the Goths came over the Danube in Valence episode, there were two groups. Yes. The... Tvingai and the Grithungai. Yeah. They fought together for a while, but then they split. Now, this is an oversimplification, but essentially these are the two groups, because okay. they split apart. Alaric and Hibsgoths, Goths, like I said, are the Visigoths, Goths from the West, or at least the ones that settled in the West. Yeah. The Ostrogoths went East and settled by the Black Sea. The Ostrogoths means, essentially, Goths of the Rising Sun. Eastern Goths. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Now, because the Ostrogoths were where they were, they were overrun by the Huns really quickly. But now with Attila dead, Marcian spotted an opportunity. He approached the Ostrogoths and gave them some land in the Danube area in return for them just to, you know, look after the place while they're there. So he just settled a bunch of Goths as a buffer zone. Good idea. Yeah. So this does two things. First of all, it stops the Huns regrouping and sweeping into Rome. And secondly, it stopped the Ostrogoths from getting ideas now the Huns were on the downturn. Yeah, good idea. And it works perfectly. The East was at peace and was able to spend a couple of years rebuilding and saving money. A couple of minor skirmishes happened with nomadic groups in Syria and Egypt, but we have no details on them. Apparently, they were quite small and put down very easily. Mm. Generally, things were very good for a while. However, it is around this time that Pulcheria dies. Aww. Yes, we get the impression the marriage was purely political. So we don't know how Marcion took this. Indifference. Mm. Stoic indifference. We do know that Pulcheria made Marcion um, swear to uphold her oath of virginity when they got married. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so we're guessing they weren't that close. Yeah, <laughs> no. That's a bit of a kick in the teeth, I'll say. As <laughs> a wedding proposal, isn't it? Do you want to get married to the old emperor's sister? Oh, of you, course. She's... You can become the emperor. Yeah, oh, yeah. You've got to keep her vow of virginity, though. Uh, so, sorry, what? <laughs> yes. She but... really made that point very clear. But, but... She said she'd marry you as long as she didn't ever have to see your face.
0: Uh, okay.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> it's not a <more> war injury. <laughs> Some wife I have no nose. Yeah, so... Messiah, how can you smell?
1: uh, So, yeah, who knows? Maybe Marcion didn't care. Maybe they were close, and he did. We've just no idea. News shortly after this comes through that Valentinian III has been assassinated. Oh, yeah, didn't he? Yes, you remember Valentinian III killed Aetius by stabbing him in the face yeah, and then was is. killed himself by Aetius's supporters. And that was literally the only interesting thing he ever did. Yes, it was. So Marcion thought about what this meant to him and him ruling the empire. The West was a mess. <laughs> Britain and Africa gone. Spain and Gaul falling. Oh no. Northern Italy in ruins. Marcion has two <laughs> options here go over and help out. Or focus on rebuilding his own fragile half of the empire.
0: Do you think the idea of unification is getting to his head?
1: Well, what do you think he goes
0: for? Obviously he's trying to, just, you know, the East is pretty stable. Focus on that. Let the West die.
1: <laughs> it's exactly his thoughts. Oh, really? Yes, <laughs> the East is doing all right. It's, it's still a bit of a mess after the Huns have been running through it for so long. Yeah. But they're getting back on their feet. They're rebuilding. But this this is slow process. And Marcion realises if he goes over to the east and tries and sorts that out, it will drain all the work that he's done so far. True. So, he just thinks, you know what, let them sort that out, we'll focus on ourselves.
0: And you know what, that was probably the right call to make, because the east carries on, the west doesn't.
1: Ah, but you could argue the west would have carried on if Marcion stepped in. That's true, he's not emperor, that that piece, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah, it's true. (laughs) Even when Marcion hears about the rise and fall of the next emperor and then the Vandals sacking Rome, he does nothing. He did send a couple of letters to Gesseric and the Vandals, apparently, but we'll cover that in a future episode. <laughs> Please stop. <laughs> <laughs> but ultimately, Marcion's policy is just leave the West alone. Now, this is where the story starts circulating that he promised Gesseric not to get involved. Uh, so it's to make him look more noble. He's going to keep himself... Huh. Although it still sounds bad, doesn't it? It does, yeah. (laughs) At some point, he elevates Asper to the rank of patrician. So Asper's still very much power behind the throne here. Marcian seems to have ruled in his own right, though. But Asper's also in the background. Hmm. There's definitely a powerful general standing by. Yeah. Yes. In January 457, he goes on a pilgrimage, possibly. We don't know where. We don't know when. But it was some sort of religious journey. Maybe he was travelling the known world. Maybe he was popping down the road to his local church. Maybe he went to Lourdes. Maybe he went to Lord's. We've got no idea. But apparently on the journey, he starts to suffer from gangrene. Ooh. 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 <laughs> not something you want to suffer from. No. No. It was not caught quickly enough. They didn't chop any bits off fast enough. <laughs> so he dies. Or maybe they chopped too much off. Maybe they chopped too much off, <laughs> <I yes. did. laughs> Yeah. So there you go. Arsene's dead. Oh, gangrene. Ew, that's ew. It's not not good. No. Did a bit of research on gangrene, just to see if any interesting facts popped up. I saw those pictures. They're the worst pictures I've seen since uh, doing our evil bubble wrap disease episode. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Yeah, nasty. Anyway, he's dead. So uh, thoughts? Stable. Yeah. And he did quite
0: well for the East. He stabilised the East. He sorted out religious problems. Yeah, quite positive actually.
1: Yeah, surprisingly positive. It is. It's an odd one, isn't it? Well, let's rank him. Let's find out. Fighting
0: Maximus.
1: Okay, he takes a firm stance against the Huns. (laughs) Foolishly, yeah. (laughs) Yes, he possibly even fought some of them. But it certainly wasn't the main Hunnic army. (laughs) (laughs) No, it was more more prisoner in a prison. It was more him fighting the Hunnic version of Dad's army. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. He put down a couple of minor scuffles in the east. Yeah. That's all I have for good.
0: (laughs) Um. uh, Did he also make it legion? He made allegiances as well. Envoys with the uh, Visigoths, he settled them.
1: And that, that's more success as Ultimus, I think. Ramaphatius Maximus. Oh, yeah. that's just him being the emperor. Let's not forget his early life. Oh, yeah, yeah. He did get ill and miss the Persian War. Of course. But we do know that he fought against the Vandals. And he probably fought in Italy against John, and he probably fought against Attila. It makes no sense that he wouldn't have been involved in that, given his position. We just have no record of it. But I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt he was there. Yeah. So I'm guessing he did fighting. Unfortunately, yeah. we just don't know enough to give him good marks. I but don't think. all the
0: fight he did,
1: he won. Um, the Persian War, he didn't take part and The Vandal War was won by Rome, yes. They didn't win against Attila. Stalemate. <laughs> no, no, they lost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> but he lived through it, so I suppose that Survivor. He survived, yeah. there you go.
0: Um I, I, I could I I'm thinking about the four or five mark here.
1: Yeah. I mean, he, he did enough, but not I'm not quite gonna to go to five. I'm I'm hovering around three or four. I'll give him four, benefit of the doubt that yeah, he I'm did some the stuff four. against Attila and he did stuff against the vandals. I do I agree. Yeah. Okay, four. eight. Okay, again, we are struggling through lack of sources here. Uh, he dared Attila to come at him. That's stupid. <laughs> that's just silly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he got so lucky there. <laughs> he,
0: he, he's probably the luckiest emperor. Yes. If we had luck points, he'd be on 10. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, he would. Um, so, yeah, that's about it. I'm willing to give him a couple of points for that. Uh, just, just because he would have seen the devastation Attila caused
0: firsthand. Yes, he would have been there. An avalanche of death sweeping through the
1: Roman Empire.
0: Yeah. Nothing is stopping it.
1: Yeah. And he's at the bottom of the mountain, looking up at that avalanche. Yeah. Going, come on then. <laughs> and he's holding a shovel, and a hair dryer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes That's what it's like Yes <laughs> And then suddenly Halfway through The avalanche Gets drunk and dies <laughs> Yes Yeah And he's going You just imagine then just, like putting his arm Back on a rock Lying down and going Oh thank god
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah I'm willing to give him Two points Just for the sheer i will give him three For the balls in know. <laughs> <it? laughs> yeah Okay So that is five For Probium Crosium. Successes Oh Okay we actually got a bit in this round. So, he passes a few laws that oversaw the recovery of the economy. Okay. Now, unlike the West, the East still has all its territories. Yes, it was ravaged by the Huns, but the Huns didn't take any of it over mm. and then left. So mm. they've got all their territories still. So they're able to tax. They're not at war. They're not paying a tribute anymore. Marcion is able to balance the books. Mm. In fact, he does better than balance the books. Apparently... According to one source, he managed to die with £100,000 of gold in the treasury. If you remember, the Huns had ratcheted up that tribute to £2,100 of gold a year, and that was seen as an obscene amount. So to have £100,000 in the bank by the time he died, that's pretty good.
0: Do you think he had it transferred over from his daddy's (laughs)
1: Offshore accounts. (laughs) It's the first day of office. Oh, we're not doing very well financially, are we? I'll I'll have a check behind my sofas. I'll see if I can scrape anything together. But you know, I
0: had a poor upbringing, so it might not be much there. Might not be. (laughs) And he comes in genuinely sad. Sorry, guys, I I can only find 100,000 pounds of gold.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Everyone stares at him. Where have you been? (laughs) (laughs) People have been starving. Alright, so because of this huge sum of money that he managed to save, he was able to tell the Senate that they didn't need to keep paying for the public games anymore. Oh. Yeah. The Senate loved this. The public were still happy. They were still getting their games. The Imperial Palace was paying for it. So that was good. He stopped the sale of public offices. Oh, nice. Which is nice. So you couldn't just buy your way into a post anymore. You had to get there through merit or by having a rich dad. He's leading my example, you could argue that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You you can't pay for it. You just need to have the right name now. (laughs) I suppose that's better. (laughs) (laughs) Don't know. But maybe that's a step in the right direction. He also lifted a law that stopped senators from marrying freed women. So senators were now allowed to marry ex-slaves. They weren't before because it was considered almost class betrayal. But they could now. Oh, I've got a lovely idea in it of a film
0: yeah it's like it starts off you know 70 years in the past and this young yeah. senator freezes young slave but they can't marry then yeah. they're like in their 90s yeah and they're finally allowed it passes a law yeah. tears they hug but then she drops down oh take, tragic taken to infirmary and she dies
1: on whilst walking down the aisle oh yes even yeah. better yeah Yeah. like the beginning of the film up. Op yeah, they saddened. have to use the wedding car to take her to the hospital. Oh, man. It's just like Up, only even worse. So it
0: becomes a wedding car and a hearse all at the same oh, time. Oh, it's tragic, isn't it? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So the horse is wearing white to start with, just this. <laughs> yeah. in, invert the <laughs> things that are black
1: on the inside. Yeah, this will be the start to the next Pixar film. <laughs> Cars 3. <laughs> Confusing <Yeah>. start. <laughs> uh, uh, we don't know why he does this, Probably because it was linked to a specific case, I'm guessing. Yeah. It's the kind of thing that would probably only happen if there was a particular senator who was powerful enough to make it happen. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. But we don't know any details about it. Um, what else did he do? Uh, despite some grumbling, he solidified the church. Like you've already mentioned, so he's managed to unify the church a bit more. Yeah, and that's that's the big thing because yeah. a lot of people that would affect a lot of people. Yeah, it was starting to crack again. Some people had said things they shouldn't have said. <laughs> and, uh, take him down. <laughs> Slow motion. Do <laughs> you think in future meetings there's just a no talking sign? Yeah, <laughs> it's the only way they can do it. <laughs> or like in a circle times at school. If you're holding the stuffed bunny, you can talk. <laughs> yeah. No one question anything, and maybe we'll get to the end of the meeting without anyone dying. <laughs> so, that's good. And that's actually quite good, isn't it? Yeah. Especially when you consider how few sources we have, and yet we still managed to get quite a bit that has uh, dripped down to us. So, it was obviously doing fairly well. You've done incredibly well. Yeah, there is some bad, though. Aww. His succession is not very clear. He didn't organise someone to replace him. Well, he probably didn't know he was going to catch gangrene. That's a good point. But he was getting on <laughs> in age by that point, so no. maybe each something should have been in place. Now, usually, I would wait till next week to talk about what I'm about to talk about. But we're not going to be in the east again for a few months. Because okay. we need to cover all the end of the West, and then we need to do our end-of-season episodes. Yes. So it's going to be a long time until we come back to Marcian dying and Leo taking over. So I'm Post- just- Leo? No. Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> no, sorry. Different Leo. Um, so we are just going to have a look at how the transfer power happens now. Okay. So we won't be too lost in the future. So like I say, Marcian has no children, apart from the one that's already married off to the yeah. senator in the West, well, Cheria, like I say, no way she's having children. <laughs> so, who could be the next emperor? Leo. <laughs> we don't know who Leo is yet. Right. To begin with, talk was that Anthemius should become the emperor. He is oh. the son-in-law. Makes sense. Daughter's husband. Yeah. He's in his thirties, related by marriage. He's a senator. He's doing all right for himself. Yeah. Ideal candidate. A council was called, and they discussed their options for 11 days. Ooh. Long meetings. It was not long before it was decided that Anthemius would not be suitable for the role. Oh, we don't know why. Thank you for applying to the Emperor of Rome. Cannot take you at this time. Please apply again later. Maybe maybe the West would like you. <laughs> yes. So we don't know why, but apparently no, they don't want him. But like I say, don't don't give up on him just yet. Pops up again before the end of our series. And remember, he lives in the West now. Oh, 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 yes. Oh, so he took the letter to heart. Oh, yes. (laughs) Yes, he did. (laughs) So the meeting continues. Who is the most powerful man in Constantinople? I don't know. I've forgotten. Oh, the guy behind the throne. Yes, it's Asper. That's the one. Yes. He was offered the throne, but he replies with the mysterious, and I quote, I fear I would launch an imperial tradition. Who knows what that means? Does he fear that that would start powerful generals taking over the throne? Does he think he'd actually be awful at it? We're not sure, but he turns it down. He realises, just as Stilicho did, and Aetius and many others, that being the power behind the throne is much safer. He didn't want to be emperor. But, just like when Macrinus was elevated, Aspar was ready with a suggestion. He had under him right now a very capable man, who went by the name... Leo! Of Leo the Butcher. Oh, yeah, that's a... Oh, yeah. (laughs) I, I don't know if he had that name now. I also briefly did a very small amount of research in, to him just to see why he's got the butcher name, and I couldn't actually see why to begin with. Uh, so I'll, I'll have to try and figure that out I, I before he, season two. I think he wears like, literally a literally butcher's apron. Yeah, that's probably... He's, that one. is actually his his, his job. Yeah. <laughs> he gets through with the army by slaughtering the cattle. He was just Aspar's butcher. Yeah. And when Aspar was in the meeting, can you think of anyone who could be Emperor Aspar... Uh, how about my butcher? So yeah, Leo is chosen. So, that there. Not much to do with Marcion, but now at least we know why Leo is chosen. And we go into him in episode one of season two. But how does this link to Marcian and Successor success as Ultimus? Marcion could have set things up better, I think. Uh, there was a bit of a constitutional crisis after his death. But to be honest, let's face it. Asper's the power behind the throne, and he was happy. He got his choice. So maybe actually this was all planned anyway. Oh, he probably didn't have a choice. Yeah. So there's not much bad. There's actually quite a bit good. So, how are we going I'm to. So impressed. He, okay, he didn't
0: use any land. Yeah. No land at all. Not paying any money to anybody. Yeah. the the His part of the empire is now in in the black. Yeah. He put laws in places that make things nice to people. So, social laws about the, you know, if you're a senator, which I, I don't think that's the social law. But, yeah,
1: that's quite nice, um, though, isn't it?
0: And and about you know he's trying to stop corruption a bit more trying to limit it as much as possible as, yeah. as he's probably allowed to do and
1: it's he, highly positive. Yeah, I mean actually. he gets very lucky. Let's face it. If Attila oh, had yes. died, he would have just been wiped out and he'd be a footnote. But, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but that didn't happen. It didn't, and and because of that, he was successful. And he takes advantage of it. So I mean, I'm I'm not up there right in the high high numbers. No, but I'm um, I'm above that. I'm floating around six or seven. Personally. That's that's exactly where I'm floating. Where are you going to go? Where are you landing? I'm going to be brave. I'm going to say seven. <sighs> I'm going to go for six, just because I like odd numbers. <laughs> At least you would have to divide it by four, so that's fine. That's good. So that is a 13 for Successful assault. Image
0: of your face face. tradition? Oh, the East, they're slightly different. They're sort of the eye stereo sort of pictures, aren't they? Eye stereo, big scary eyes, looking a bit holy, weird curly hair stuff, and a wreath.
1: What? <laughs> Yeah, sort of. There you go.
0: That's what he looks like. Oh, that's weird. Okay, so you've got a coin. Yeah, it's a gold coin. Probably one of his own personal <laughs> collection. Yes. Um, but what's interesting is that the face is facing forward.
1: Yes, it's a forward-facing coin.
0: Um, very similar. Sort of looking, it's got the longer nose than I anticipated and a massive headdress.
1: Yeah, it's this big, sort of almost crowny-looking thing. Mm. And he also seems to have, it's. Either something that's tying his hair back. Like, things coming off his head.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It, so. it could be a split artery. It could be the gangrene. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, maybe that's showing.
0: Um, yeah. What's interesting, the, the reverse side of the coin, very yeah. much showing how much a Christian here. <laughs>
1: he is holding a cross that's as big as himself...
0: With angel wings. Yeah. <laughs> and the sun behind him, or a star or something. Yeah,
1: he's uh, quite Christian in that coin, isn't he?
0: It might not be him, though. It could be someone else. That's a so. good
1: point. Um, I didn't think to check that. Let's say it's him, though. Yeah. Even though it's more than likely not. <laughs> yeah. So, um, no. I think it's a bit
0: different for a coin. I quite like that. I find that more interesting that he's it's different, yeah. Yeah, so... um, oh, it's Six or seven again. I
1: think. Yeah. Uh, I'm going for seven. I, cause, like, it's, it's different. It catches your eye and it's, it's something to discuss. It is one of the better coins we've seen for a while. You're right. I'm going. Yeah. I'm going to go for seven with you. Yes. So that's a 3.5 for this round. Let's go on to the last one.
0: Temple
1: what do you think? Trouble is when
0: it's so ambiguous or vague that. It could be anything, couldn't it? Yeah.
1: You're oh, just going to have to throw that. Seven years. You saw it. Am I right? There is no way you guessed that. I genuinely didn't.
0: What gave it away yeah. is the year <laughs> game at the end. So I, I thought that 457. Yeah. And I was thinking, well, didn't he become Emperor in 450?
1: And then you took one away from the other. <laughs> Clever. That's That That was my reasoning behind it, but so I wasn't... I suppose you can't really argue with that reasoning. Yes, you're absolutely right. As I did give you the start and end date, maybe I shouldn't be so shocked that you worked this out. (laughs) I can take away. (laughs) Yeah, he he became emperor in 450, you're absolutely correct, and he died in 457. Seven years. Which gives him a score of (laughs) 0.88. And a final score. Oh, well done. To the 30s club. He's just scraped into the 30s oh, club. Yes. That is... Um, okay, Constantius did that. But apart from that, we've got to go all the way back to Theodosius 1. Wow. Until we've had someone in the 30s club. That's quite impressive. So, 30.38. Oh, that is scraping <laughs> Yeah, that really was scraping in. Okay. Not bad. Not bad, Marcion. For... And Emperor, we don't have much information on. You did all right there. Yeah. But there is a question. Well, there is. Do they have a
0: certain genesis? I think there are certainly arguments for... Yeah, there's definitely arguments. But is it enough? Because thinking about it, that there's probably not enough stuff for me to want to give him a genesis on.
1: If he'd told Attila, come at me if you think you're hard enough... And then Attila had, and then Marcion had won. Oh, that's jealous, Caesar. But... Even if he hadn't, and he won. Even if he didn't say, come on! If yeah. he just
0: said, no, don't get
1: me. But he actually, beat. that would get him anyway, but... Yeah, I mean, he got lucky. And because of that, he was able to do some good stuff. However, we can't predict the future. It's not well past.
0: Wait, no, what, hang on. <laughs> but we, 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 it'd be wrong for us to... Judge him by what happens next.
1: Well, no, hypothesise no.
0: on what could have been.
1: Yes, it's yes, <clears throat> absolutely true.
0: Because so he, he could have been a teller. We don't know. Yeah. Highly unlikely with the <laughs> evidence,
1: but it could... You know, we don't know. Yeah, maybe he was a genius. Maybe he was so fantastic at war. I mean, the only war he'd ever been in before he got caught, but maybe he was fantastic. Yeah, he's he was ill in
0: the first one. Yeah.
1: yeah. I think he's all right. Yeah. I don't... He's not Genet Caesar, is he? No. No. I, I don't think so, no. No. I'll feel bad about feeding him to the lions. I, th- I think maybe... Maybe he can serve the snacks. Yeah. Maybe he can look after the lions <laughs> rather than be fed to them. He he's yeah. he's got to lead all the other emperors that we've fed to the lions. To the lions.
0: We can do the the next Byzantine Emperors when we hit that.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean is That's that his Is that a fate worse than being fed to the lions? You're the I person who's
0: got to trick your fellow emperors to being eaten. We'd have to trick them, say what you've been caught, sorry, you weren't good enough.
1: No, I suppose so. Yeah. They knew the
0: school when They took when they took the purple.
1: Oh, also, <laughs> actually, I know we are right near the end now. But can we change it from being fed to the lions? Can we feed them to Goldflake? Was it Goldflake or oh, the bear? <laughs> yeah, who's? Oh, what was his name again? It's Goldflake. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, can we feed them to Goldflake? Goldflake the bear. The bear, Valentino's nice. bear. Yes. Yes. That'll do. And Innocence, That was yeah. the other one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I want to be the most savage of the two. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, they're no longer being fed to the lions. The lions yeah. died. It's now Goldflake and Innocence. Yeah, very long lived. <laughs> yes. Okay. So sorry, to Marcy, and you've got to go and clean out Goldflake's cage, uh, scrape <laughs> away the bone. <laughs> is no Cesar this week? Okay. So that's it for the East. We say goodbye yeah. for the East. We're now bad. going to the West for the final nine episodes of the season. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's a bit, bit sad in a way.
1: Nine episodes, 20 and a bit years. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Not a good sign, is it? Not a good So roughly two years per episode. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, then, right. All we need to say is a couple of thank yous. Mm. Thank you very much to our new to our new senators. Yay. Thank you to Kendra or Kendran. Thank you. Thank you. A huge thank you to the very generous donation of Norwegicus Maximus. Uh, are you from Norway? He might be from Norway. I hope so. I went to Norway a few weeks ago. It was very nice. Did you meet him? Or her? It's very hard to tell.
0: No, I, d- I don't know. But I like think I was walking through, I don't know, Oslo or Stavanger and someone just heard my voice going, went, oh, that guy from Tata's
1: Probably happened. Thank you to CX Longshot XC. <laughs> Thank you, Longshot. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Those CXs just like brackets, aren't they? Thank you to P three Cupid. Oh, thank you, Mister Cupid. Thank you to Vicky Squires. Oh, yes, on Facebook. Very active on Facebook. Yeah. So, huge, thanks, Vicky. Thank you to you. Um, thank you to Luke's thirteen. Thanks, thirteen. <laughs> thanks to R ten much K. Thank you, R ten muchk and thank you to Lisa Lawless 3. Oh, thank you to as well. Huge thank you to all of those people who have joined our Senate.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. Also, if you are one of our Senators... Please look out this week for an email. We're Ooh. finally getting ourselves organised. Jamie has yes. got yep. your email addresses. Yep. An email will be going out shortly so we can collate people's addresses. Now we have enough people, we can start organising, sending out the mugs and the coins. Yes. And I can see the coins stacked there, Jamie. And they're ready to go. Ready to go. And a lot of jiffy bags. A lot of jiffy bags. How many jiffy bags? A uh, well-bought a pack of 300, I think. <laughs> I was very hopeful. Very (laughs) hopeful, yes. Excellent. Okay. so look out for that email, senators. But also, being a senator means you have access to our Roman Republic episodes. Mm. Now, I realise it's been two months since our last one. We did say we try and do them monthly. Uh, But because we had holidays and trying to fit in researching a Republic one proved tricky... So to make up for it, we are going to release next week not just one Roman Republic episode. Not one? No, but the start of a Roman Republic trilogy. Trilogy. Which I'm going to call the Tribune of the Pleb Trilogy. Ooh. We are going to cover Tiberius Gracchus, Gaius Gracchus, and Marcus Drusus. A lot of weird names in there, yeah. You don't know who these people are, no. but you'll find out. You will, good, good. yes. Um, we are guarantee a Republic episode next week, hopefully, two. Um, and then we'll release the third or the second two as soon afterwards as we can, yeah. So, three Republic episodes are coming soon. That does mean no Emperor episode next week, but in two weeks' time, we will be returning to the West to deal with our final nine. And we will be dealing with Petronius.
0: Ooh, Petronius. Yes. Like a Harry Potter spell. Yes, it is. Mm. It feels weird. It's like when you say the final nine, it's like the X Factor or something. Yeah, the final nine in this
1: case are just a disappointing (laughs) 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 Well, I say that. I really don't know much about the final nine because who looks into them? Um, (laughs) But it means we get to watch the, the film. Oh yes, we finally get to watch it. I do <laughs> we've had it for every year <laughs> ready to watch. <laughs> yeah. That would be good. The Last Legion. Yeah, that's one. Yeah, we'll With, watch that. Uh Augustus. Yes. Okay, thank you very much for listening.
0: Don't forget you can uh, follow us on our Facebook page. We've also got Twitter as well and Instagram that I haven't uploaded for quite a while. Um you can also download us from Popbean, I and Stitcher and we've also got our page as well. Um we've also got our website as Well,
1: um, WordPress, Tadas Ranking. In fact, just type Tadas Ranking into Google and you'll get everything. That you Yeah, need. just see see what you can see. Yeah. Okay, and thank you very much to those of you who have left reviews on iTunes. Hugely appreciate that. Yes,
0: thank yes. you. And the ones on Podbean as well. Mm. I think we, we were both surprised a few weeks ago with how many there were on Podbean. Uh, yes, I
1: didn't even know that there were reviews <laughs> on Podbean until recently. That was a pleasant surprise when I saw it. Yes, yeah. so thank you yeah, very yeah, much. That was nice. Nice to see. Yes. Actually, one did query how can Rogers lasted so long? And I just, I'm, my, my head is just where's well, roger it's roger yeah. he's dedicated he's not going to let something little like dying mortality get in the way, get in the way of delivering <laughs> that letter oh. come rain nor snow no yeah. <laughs> yeah rain snow and death <laughs> yes <laughs> yes okay and very finally thank you to the rex factor for their continual support and their very exciting project where they're going to be animating one of their series has yeah. been achieved. So if you were one yeah. of those people who uh, donated to them, well done, you guys. Yeah. Yes. And also, Saga Thing. Check them out. I've been in contact with them recently, yeah. doing a bit of artwork. And uh, I mean, it looks good. Enjoying their, um, their podcast during my commute at the moment. So yeah. check those out as well. Right. Thank you very much for listening, then. And all that remains to say is... Did all right, actually. Yeah. Not as Genesis, are they? <laughs> no. Bye. Bye. Okay, thank you everyone for attending. Thank you. Set, settle down, settle down. Ah. Yes. Okay, well, before we, we start today's meeting, um, there's a couple of things we need to discuss about um, the incident last week. Incentive. 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 Yes, yes, yes. Settle down, settle down. We all know. Yeah, yeah. We we all know about the incident, right? Following the incident, yeah. the, incident. Incentive. 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 the following rules have been put in place. From here on, the Christian Church bans in all its meetings all mention of the following: Arianism, Holy Spirit, Nestorianism, Son begot, begotten, birth, Mary, Ooh. Lamb. Trinity, Ghost, Christianity, resurrection. I haven't got a resurrection, Jesus, and finally, God. I realise that some of you might think that this is a bit extreme, but we quite simply cannot have a repeat of last week's incident. Yes, the incident. Yes, incident! The incident! Oh the god, incident! Oh my god, incident! I lost my eye! I appreciate that some of you view these meetings as a place to discuss these topics, but... Yes. From now on, all questions must be submitted in triplicate with one week's notice before anything may be discussed. And you may only write the letter when you're holding the writing bear. Any questions? Uh, I have one. Yes? This,
0: this this Joseph fella was he really the
1: GET! F- him! F- Stop him! him! So, the meeting continues. Who is the most powerful man in Constantinople? Shaft. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I don't know where that came from. (laughs)